0: Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Golden Goose Podcast. I'm your host today, Ned Baxter. Akeen just put a casserole in the oven, and I'm sure we all know what a hands-on process that can be. And with that, he is incapacitated, and I have the privilege to open up this episode, Red, White, and Blue, where we have a treat for the audience as two prominent candidates join us for separate town halls for a heavily contested Senate seat this November. We hope that you'll get to learn more about the candidates a little bit better today. Now, first up, we can just jump right into it. Please give a warm welcome to Democratic candidate Mark Chaffers.
1: Hi there. Hi there. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Hi there. He, him, his, Melama Mark Chafers. It's so good to be here today. We are facing a crisis in America. Unemployment, health care, joblessness underinsurance, overinsurance, the top 1% are currently overinsured to the likes which we've never seen before. Also, the environment, slavery, the Holocaust, gentrification, all of these things rolled up into one big fat burrito because I like Mexican. Thank you so
0: much. Mr. Chapers, that was an interesting opening, but if you don't mind, I would like to jump right into this with an audience question. All questions tonight have been submitted through Twitter, mail, and the fax machine backstage. COVID 19 has taken its toll on the United States. How do you think the country should move forward to better protect the public? Well,
1: the key word in that question is public. Public transportation public schools, public restrooms, all benefit, well, the public. Mark my words, I am a feminist. Men and women are equals, especially when it comes to the virus, COVID-19, and also genital herpes.
0: Mr. said Mr. Chaffers, that really doesn't have anything to do with my question, but we're short on time, so I need to keep moving forward to other questions, and this one is about the environment. What will you do if elected to the Senate to bring carbon emissions down?
1: Read my lips. Taxes.
0: I'm I'm sorry, is that, were you finished? Uh, can you just be a little bit more specific about taxes, what taxes, uh, taxes to raise? Mark or?
1: my words, taxes will go up, and the American people will support this. Property taxes, sales taxes, corporate taxes, soda taxes. We will save the planet by all means necessary, and we will get this by, done by day one by myself.
0: Okay, well, there's obviously a lot to unpack here for the audience, but we really need to keep moving forward. We're short on time. And infrastructure is the next question. Infrastructure in the United States is crumbling. When you're in the Senate, what will you do to bring transportation dollars back to our state?
1: What what do you mean by bring dollars back?
0: Well, I mean when the federal taxes are collected, funding gets allocated back to the states for various projects, Uh, and our state is in desperate need for this funding. Uh, My question for you is, what will you do as senator to bring the money back from the federal government for such important projects that people depend on? Uh,
1: Well, I I never heard of bringing money back. Taxes only go one way, and it's to my pension. Uh, I, I kid. I kid. Uh, we will get that money back. Believe me, I know how to take the people's money away. That is no problem.
0: Well, Mr. Chavers, this has been an experience and we truly thank you for being here. Uh, we do have time for one more question and it's about the education system. Both K-12 and higher education, job training, all critical parts to that system here in our state. What will your focus be?
1: That's such a good question, education, such a good question. And it brings me back to my earlier point. I am a feminist. We should believe all women, especially when they complain about the lack of refreshments at PTA meetings. This can only be solved with money. And do you know how we get that money? Taxes. That's right. And in regards to job training, I am a big believer in not even needing a job. I think everyone deserves what we call universal
0: income. Mr. Chaffers, that was an incredibly insulting comment you just made, and we don't want statements like that to be made on this show.
1: You know what, Ned? You're right. The statement I made earlier does not reflect who I am or my values. I have grown significantly as a person since then, and I mean to do good. I hope that together, we learn from this and move on.
0: But you just, okay, well, I don't really know what to make of that. Um, well, speaking of, um, speak of being sorry, if, please give a dignified, warm welcome to Republican candidate Rich Mucus.
1: Hi, I'm Rich Mucus, and I approve this message.
0: And here we go. So the first question is going to be about housing affordability.
1: You know, I take serious issue in the tone in which this question is subscribed to me.
0: I'm I didn't sorry. even finish asking the question. Uh, if if you would allow me to finish, I could just go on. and.
1: Oh, here we go again. The liberal media is trying to skew my honest to goodness words. And I tell Hugh Hutt. You Hollywood elite types need to pay me my due
0: respect and I and the decency henceforth from now on. Okay, I really don't know what to make of that. That's
1: your problem, son. You don't know how to make things. Name one thing you ever made. You can't because we have made everything in China by the Chinese. And that just ain't right. It just ain't right.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to move on to another question because this is kind of spiraling out of control here. And this is a question that was submitted about energy. Some voters question your commitment to legislating fairly on this issue, given your special interest ties to the oil industry. Would you like to address that, uh, address your record on that issue right now?
1: Well, energy and oil is what I do best. Loo me up. <laughs> I have no special interests of any kind. I sit at home licking lead walls and browsing the nudies on the interwebs. No hobbies, no interests.
0: Mr. Mucus, those are not the interests that I meant.
1: I know exactly what you meant. Next question.
0: Great idea. Uh so healthcare. Um Healthcare in this country is in a standstill. Premiums are too high and millions don't have coverage. What will your plan be to get healthcare working again for Americans?
1: Well, you are absolutely right. Premiums are too damn high. The premium octane I use to fill up my tank is almost $4 a gallon. $4. Back in my day, it was 99 cents and a Playboy was a nickel. And with healthcare, we get it done. By cutting taxes, payroll taxes, property taxes, the death tax, or or as I like to call it, the get into heaven tax, everyone has a God-given right to be let into heaven without paying taxes.
0: Well, it <clears throat> looks like we have time for one more question, and may I say this has truly been an unmitigated dumpster fire. Now, Mr. Mucus, the American people want to know that their leaders have the stamina, the toughness to make big decisions and to be honest with their citizens. What can you say now that demonstrates any of those qualities at all? Well nearly, people
1: like to say, I have big rich energy. More energy then the Death Star, shooting rebels, liberals, left and right, clinging on to my ancient religion, and having my way with the force. And all the decisions I make are big decisions. Pay my taxes or evade them. Give my workers health care or let them suffer. Be a good person or be rich. I am well equipped to be your senator of this great state, believe me.
0: Well, that is all the time we have. Uh, Thank you for being here to uh, both candidates, and thank you to the audience for taking your time to learn and to be civically engaged on these important issues. We certainly have an important decision to make this November and which direction this country and the United States Senate will take. This has been a phenomenal two-way town hall event. I'm your host, Ned Baxter. We'll be right back.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Golden Goose Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that special segment we whipped up for you uh, today, the red, white, and blue segment. It's a very special uh, thing we got to work on. And uh, with that, I would like to welcome the the guest host, Ned Baxter, Evan Cavello. Evan, how are you?
0: Uh oh, good, good. And uh, it's good to be on with you, Keen. Good.
1: All right, awesome. <laughs> um, so how are you? How How's it going? How's, how are you with quarantine? How How's life been treating you?
0: Things are good. Uh, things are busy. Uh, as you know, um, what I do on the day-to-day is grant writing, so I'm working with a lot of different communities um, of all shapes and sizes, uh, trying to get them funding that they need uh, really desperately at the moment. Um, we're, you know, going to be doing a lot of work with FEMA over the coming weeks and, you know, months, probably throughout the rest of the year. Um, I'm just trying to get these towns money because, you know, right now there's huge revenue shortfalls in a lot of communities across the nation, especially in our own region here in New Jersey. And so, you know, what we're trying to do is, you know, trying to engage as many communities as possible, trying to get them the funding that they need to stay afloat. And, And, you know, it's a big job right now.
1: Yeah, it truly is. That's, that's wonderful. I mean, A lot of people are suffering and a lot of people uh, need that help Um, and making sure that, that, uh, that money gets to them in a fair way. I think that's, does commendable work, so thank you. Um,
0: and and I know I know how you, Akeen, appreciate fairness more than anybody else.
1: Oh yeah, I, I appreciate fairness. I'm not a, I'm not sure about how Rich Mucus appreciates fairness, <laughs> but does, me.
0: <laughs> I don't know how either of them appreciate fairness. Uh, I, I think
1: I think him. Mark Schaefer is a fair guy. I think he,
0: he, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, he. I think he tries to be.
1: I think he tries to be. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, like, let's talk about how we got to this moment and how we came up with this uh, sketches. It's a comedy sketch folks. So obviously we don't believe in the words that were said by either of the fic- fictional candidates. Um, but let's talk about that. Let's, so, so I remember, uh, I, guess, oh, I guess I came to you with, with some ideas about what we can do to collaborate on the podcast and we came up with uh, this um what was your reaction when i came to you with this proposal
0: i thought it was a funny idea i think that um you know trying to almost demonstrate what people tend to view as the i guess you could say the caricatures of each respective political party um and you know certainly there's uh, you know as you said they're fictional characters you know we don't we don't really necessarily believe that um you know people are actually like that but you know it shows kind of um the the i guess the extremes of both sides in terms of i guess the way that they that that they speak the kind of lack of knowledge about issues and trying to make it more about just you know who could deliver the better one liners from at their parties appreciate and you kind of in my opinion got to see you know what two unqualified candidates would look like in a sort of a, a you know political debate from both sides so I thought it was a interesting idea and coming up with the script was interesting and I have mm-hmm. to actually ask you um out of all the funny ideas and I guess the one the one-liners that were put in there do you have a personal favorite that you had to l- deliver because you know you, you were speaking for both of them
1: yeah um honestly I, I can't I like a line from each of them because we actually, we obviously collaborated with what, what they're going to say. I was more risque <laughs> with the lines cause I, I wanted to really push the envelope. Um, but I would say, uh, I have favorites for both lines, just looking at it. Uh, sorry, from both characters, um, from just for looking at it. I like, uh, the similarities they had with, with, um, the approach of answering with taxes and how each of the candidates, um, had basically gave the a similar response when it came to taxes, but on opposite angles you know Mark chafers was talking about adding more taxes the property taxes death taxes the death tax oh again the it. Get
0: heaven tax exactly and then okay. and then
1: um the the republican rich 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 mucus had a similar line, but it was in favor of cutting the taxes property taxes blah 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 so that was like my favorite because it it kind of it kind of brought their arguments into like a Venn, like a Venn diagram of like of like, all right, yeah, they they have a similar approach in delivering their arguments, but they're saying completely opposite things. So that's that, that's the through line that I really loved uh, like when when writing those two two pieces. It was like the force, like the dark side and the light side. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one rises, one's meet it. It was like I like the similarities.
0: And I got to tell you, my favorite line that we came up with was actually one for Mark Chafers. when we, I think twice, we had him deliver the line, uh, you know, believe me, I'm a feminist. I thought that was a good one because I think too often, and that, that was one that I felt strongly about including because for me, I think you see a lot of ingenuine people who, especially given like, Important movements like the Me Too movement, you have a lot of, you know, men coming out of the fold that are really, I guess, just trying to be a part of it so they're not looked at as being a bad guy. But when you think about it, when you think about the type of people that are calling themselves feminists just for calling themselves feminists or saying, oh, I support equal rights. But, you know, what have you actually done to further that? What experience in your life do you actually have that could, um, I guess, uh, contribute? to that sort of a label and it's it's you know it's important that when you give that when you say that when when you label yourself as that that you're being careful not to take a seat at the table that isn't your seat to take so i thought that was a it was a line that i think that you hear a lot of people say and it's something to be aware of and i think it's funny when sometimes you hear people That shouldn't be saying that, end up labeling themselves as that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's telling because in the same sentence, (laughs) he goes, uh, I'm a feminist, and then says the most sexist thing ever (laughs) by by assuming um, uh, women only um, complain about refreshments at PTA meetings. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. I I forgot that that he was the one that said that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's interesting because I think part of the reason I wanted to do that was to show that even though they, these people might say these things and might like try to identify with these uh, progressive or, or fair um, labels that what they're, but, but when they speak and and what their, what their views are uh, might contradict that. Um, because you can see it all the time where someone who you think is this bastion of, of, of goodness. And they, then you find out that they said something in the past or they done something in the past. And all of a sudden your, your image of them or, with, or the image that they want you to um, look to them as it's a, it's a, it's a mirage. It's, it's all smoke. And you find the truth over a period of time, not, over a 30 second 30 second uh sound bite
0: sure sure
1: yeah i like i like that one yeah um yeah i'm a feminist uh, so so you so you like the um so what was the line you liked? you like the i'm a feminist uh, was was there anything you liked from the
0: rich mucus lo- side what was your favorite line i to, i liked his first line where he where his um where his his first go-to was to go after the question mm-hmm. and just sort of blame it on the media for asking the question. Because I think now um, there's been so much distrust within the past several years in media. And I think a lot of it has been exacerbated by politicians who are frankly, I guess, fearing of the tough issues and having to answer to those issues to the public so, you know, the go-to line has become, ah, well, the media has been unfair. And when really, I guess, when you're being elected to represent the United States in the United States Senate or as president or in Congress or whatever other position you're being elected or appointed to, mm-hmm. there does need to be an extra level of seriousness taken. Yeah. And you shouldn't try to worry so much about the fairness of the question because when, when you expose yourself to public life, you need to be ready for every question. You need to be ready for every sort of treatment that the media might give you. Uh, Granted, sometimes it is unwarranted. There are those cases of, uh, you know, you have sexism and uh, you know, even, even against different political parties, you see Mm -hmm. that, and you could probably claim that, but you need to have that certain level of toughness to be able to deal with those things.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I I think it gives, gives us to another point about um, the media and, and a lot of people, especially nowadays, Um, have a distrust towards the media. Um, And something that happened in the news recently was this viral clip. Um, A mutual friend of ours sent me a clip uh, about this um, COVID-19 conspiracy and about, um, it's called the pandemic movie. And a lot of these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, removed this video uh, claiming that it was misleading the public. And... And in the contents of the video I got to watch it. In the contents of the video it was very uh inflammatory and it was very um it was it was a compelling video because it, it, it painted a picture of that it was it's a grand conspiracy, this 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 virus to uh basically you know, wipe out the civilization and get people vaccinated and people are on profit from these vaccinations and media is covering it up and just these very awful things um, being, being uh, um, insinuated. Um, have you seen that clip by the way? No, actually, I actually have not. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's been removed. So like, do you think that a, a distrust in media, social media, these companies, tech companies, uh, established media, do you think that this is uh, warranted?
0: I'm not sure. And I, I think it depends on, you know, every situation is different, right? I think that I think that in some cases, you could say that. But I think that again, it it's really it comes down to our leaders, being able to show that they have a genuine trust in the press. And you know, the, and that, you know, through the press you have the social media outlets that share things that are you know put out there by major news outlets and you know it's situational but i think that our leaders have the responsibility to show that they're open and respectful to the press which then i think trickles into social media but you know again i think in terms of social media distrust most of it probably comes down to you know data security and i think that that's sort of the conversation people should be having and I think our leaders uh will you know have been having over the past few years about you know how secure is the data you know in terms of you know advertisements and things like that you know you mean you mean you,
1: people's personal data
0: yeah and sure privacy yeah privacy yeah, yeah. I see that um like in terms of distrust, I think that that's that's really where I think um there are some serious questions that need to be answered, but in terms of you know overall distrust, I really do think it's down to it. It needs to be up to leadership to show that you know, open, honest with the public. Um, awesome. You know, at the same time, you know, you need to have a certain level of, uh, you know, you'd be wary of, uh, of the news outlets and areas that you get your news from.
1: All right, and uh, I, I totally agree with that. You your people should do their own vetting, and uh, sorry, people should do their own vetting and and. Uh, double their efforts in, in, in their search of the truth. Um, if for With all you guys probably didn't know that was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, we have to thank you for having continue me. this discussion in, um, in a later, at a later time, maybe in a different episode, but it was a really lovely conversation and I hope the viewers enjoyed uh, having you on.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, I just want to say great show, doing a great job, and, uh, you know, stay classy, Keen. (laughs) Thank you. Stay golden. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: And that concludes this week's episode of the Golden Goose Podcast, Episode 4, Red, White, and Blue. Tune in next week for Episode 5. Thanks a ton. Happy Friday. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay golden. Bye.